Paul's Heavy Mark Podcast Show Story Time from Tales of the Vampire Hunter Immortal Tales of the Vampire Hunter Book 1 by Sender Fee V-Y-N-E Chapter 1 Oliver Riley fled his youth riding a bus. The future rushed towards him as he abandoned his past. Boredom and cautious optimism seduced him into fractured daydreams. Anything seemed possible, but what was to come more shimmered just out of his imagination. Mason reached the heat mirages at Dancy Aspect beyond before the Greyhound bus mowed them, mowed them down. The first passenger disembarked, Oliver inhaled the odours of the Chicago bus station. Diesel fuel, hot rubber and corn dogs. He slung his coat, duffel coat over his shoulder and walked out onto the busy sidewalk. The world waited, poised to spread wide before him. No one paid him any attention. He was just another stranger in a nameless crowd. Hurrying people jostled him. He did not stop to apologise. The bomb he gave a door to didn't say thank you. When it, when his back ate from the weight of his bag, he checked into a small hotel, drawn on its side, vacancy, one C flashed, strobe light. He paid for a week and settled into room 222. It smelled like cigar smoke and mildew. The bed was lumpy under a burnt orange-coloured bread spread. Popping open the window with a Bible he found in the bedside table. He sat on the broken air conditioner and listened to sirens and traffic. He was happy but restless. Tomorrow was going to be the first day of the rest of his life. He was eager to be for it to begin. A little after midnight, he left the hotel looking for a breeze and distraction. It was a real sculpture, record-setting, according to the headline in, in the, on the newspaper he bought from a corner store. No one talked to him, but even the store, not even the store clerk who took his money without turning away from CNN. Oliver might have been invisible, and he did not mind that at all. He relished the mounting sense of her hovering in the night, just an anonymous instant in time, his future about to be. Fate would take him where he needed to go, the air hummed with potential. He was lost, not, but not concerned. When he sensed a vampire girl standing across the wall outside a nightclub, a line of people waited between blue velvet ropes next to the building. Oliver barely noticed him. His senses were too full of potential... Signal, the vampire cast off. Her hair was black, her jagged ends tipped with cherry pink. She lifted her chin and pushed back a lock of hair behind her ear, meeting his eyes. Her eyes glowed like polished emeralds, reflecting the neon club lights. When she stepped away, from the wall and walked towards him. 
He saw they were carmine colour like pond back like a pond back in Indiana. Oliver shivered and pushed a flicker of unease away. He was Varley, a vampire hunter. He could do it. Do this. If she talks to me, my future starts right now. Are you lost? she asked. Not any more. Maybe a little. He stepped closer, catching her perfume, said. Do you know where the Emerald Arms Hotel is? I'm on, I think I'm on the second, twenty, thirty, sixty, first. She laughed, taking me by the hand as, she hadn't, if, as if she hadn't just met me. You checked in the hotel and you don't know where you where. Come on, I'll take you. The streets are dangerous at night. She wiggled her eyebrows, pierced with silver hoops. She was a petite, barely reaching his chin, even in her high-heeled boots. The thought of her protecting him was ridiculous. He squeezed her hand and walked with her, letting her lead him deep into his to destiny. He wondered if she could feel it open before them, like a shadowy cave, ready to be explored. What's your name? he asked in a casual tone. One mistake could give her, her the upper hand. Say, her thumb stroked his palm. palm. Mine's Oliver, like the orphan in that book. I mean, in high school. You know what I mean. Ah, ah Dickens, he, he said, faintly impressed that she knew the reference. How perfect, she grinned. Still wet, seemingly unaware of the danger she was in. Why, because I'm lost, he smiled down at her. Matching that easy going vibe. I'm not found. I'm lost. I'm found. I found you. Keep it. We found as keepers, losers, weepers. She looked quite pleased with herself. It's my birthday tomorrow. Today. It wasn't really. He wasn't really into birthdays. But he wanted to keep her talking, keep her distracted. Well, happy birthday then, stranger. How old are you? 22. Are you alone? She looked at him and licked her full red lips. He thought he could see her calculations, her plotting and planning, as her, uh, his gaze moved over his face. Not alone with you, kept kept remember. He smiled again, easing the, easing the growing sense of appreciation and a danger that seemed to snap in the air around him. He couldn't. He didn't talk the rest of the way. Silence was peaceful. Back home, everyone talked too much. Everyone every, were always telling him what to do, not what not what not to do, how to be, how to be V, how to be me. They could see the hotel sign still saying, "See Blinky." May I come up? She asked as I, as if it was the most natural thing in the world. Surprised at how easy it was. Oliver reminded himself that things would be different now. His family's special rules for for him left behind. He was always provi- he was always proving himself just as capable as the rest of them, and he always, almost wished if they were here, they were here. Sit, sure he said, careful to keep his tone as relaxed as see as he had turned his thoughts back to the business at hand. They climbed up the stairs after discovering elevators that created an out of order sign. Signs were everywhere. Something was magical in the air. He felt it. He almost asked if she did, did too, but he didn't want to alarm her when things were going so well. After he hung the do not disturb sign on the doorknob and locked the heavy 
the heavy dog, dead bolt. He turned and watched the vampire girl wander around the small room. She didn't seem to notice a faint outline on the wall where the mirror had been hung before. Oh, he removed it and put it in the closet. Do you have any weed? She sat on the edge of the bed, tucking her on the boots. Her toners of painted paint, sky paint. No, I don't do drugs. Drugs alone, along with dating, have been a discouraged for his family. Along with many things, normal things. But this is, that was behind him now. This is the first time in his life Oliver was free to do whatever he wanted. Cool, just say no and all. She said, walked to him and looped her rounds around his her neck. His neck. The gaze was hairy, her eyelids drooped. She still seemed to see him as nothing more than the latest meal, unaware she'd stepped into a vampire hunter's trap and was already under his spell. He kissed her. It was like a it was like dripping his, dipping his face into a mountain stream. Her tongue was velvety and cooler than the midnight air. Through it, though it was his first time, Oliver knew what to do. He pulled her short black dress over her head. Cutting his fingers round its pated hem. She was naked underneath. Her skin was alabaster white. Her breast small and untilted. This is crazy, he said, cupping her breasts. Slipping under waves of lust. He wrote himself again not to get carried away. She tugged his zipper down, reaching inside his jeans, and curling her finger round his erection. Let me, her voice was hoarse. He, she sank to his knees, pulling down his jeans as he, she went. A hot mouth closed on his cock. She shivered at her, slivered her lips down in the shaft. Pleasure made Oliver's knees buckle when he groped for the wall behind him. She glanced at him with those remarkable green eyes, and he looked away. Afraid she would see the triumph, he felt mixed with excitement. With his excitement, he felt like an actor about to step on the stage for the first time after waiting in the wings. Hidden in the shadows, this is no longer the disappointment in the family, full of standouts. Tonight he is a man to be destined. To be destined with a true vampire hunter like the rest of the bodies. He is becoming something he was meant to be because of Sia. She was his destiny. Did she feel it too? Or did, or, or did she just think she was one? Well, was she still him? He, he watched her hypnotized by the slow bobbing of her head, a stainless sliver saliva shimmered like a spider web. When she stopped connecting him, she sank on her heels. She licked her lips and the thread snapped. She stood and slipped her fingers into his hair, pushing the long trousered back down layers away from his temples. You're also fine, she said, her lips moving against his neck. She lifted her, her, lifted her easily, putting her back onto the wall, leaning into her and holding her up. Sliding his hands under her arse, he guided himself into a hot, welcoming body. Their skin, their skin was slippery, sweating, weeping sweat, making lurid sucking noises as they surged together and came apart. She wound her legs around his waist, her back thrust, thudded against the wall with each thrust. Oliver wondered if he was possible to fuck someone so hard their bones shattered, but he didn't stop.
It felt too good. Everything he thought it would be. She tightened her legs around him, her muscles convulsed. As she began to come, and Oliver was lost to the exquisite heat shuddering, struggling around him, milking him dry. Oliver fell into the abyss faintly, faintly, willfully. Was death like this a complete letting go or escape? For her sake she hoped so. Surprised by the unsettled flicker of compassion, he felt for the vampire girl who didn't let it stop him from doing what he was born to do. Round then the air grew heavier and it seemed to pulse. As their spirits clashed together in those gasmic bliss, his hunter's soul reached out and captured her vampire spirit just as her sharp teeth brushed his throat. Before it was over, she went limp in his arms. He saw the drawing saw the joy in her beautiful green eyes when she realised what, what he was. He smothered her with tender kisses. It's all right. Be over soon. He whispered as he shuddered against her and then the available f- finally get and then finally gave in to the inventable. In the morning he was tired, thinking, was it like reading a book with a stroking over his head, blurry, suffocating, annoying? He had a nagging feeling he, he forgot important things in the light of a new day. He reflected on one blazing clear moment for the night before, an odd wave of fear right in the middle of things. Oliver had been looking at Dan at sea, and her pale skin was glowing, glassy blues and marked from his use of, of her body. She appeared strong enough to take it, really capable of foolishing stealing a man, foolish man's life. Yet just as he felt the vampire rise inside of him, Hunter rises inside of him, ready to take her out before he could kill her, kill him, he doubted himself. Now he was troubled. What if fate hadn't guided him at all? Maybe he, he had taken a wrong turn in dark straits. Last night he had ridden a seesaw of lust and uncertainty and confidence and terror. His reputations of events are filled with black spots. He could not illuminate, no matter how hard he, he tried. Something sinister seemed to creep along the edge of his memories, and he wondered if he could move his head quickly enough. He might come face to face with it and be scared forever. Scared forever. Despite one strange feel for the moment, everything turned out all right. He proved himself. His future was secure. His brother was coming and was sure to be... Satisfied of what Oliver had done, Oliver pushed his worries aside. He had been lost, but now he was found. He had not known for sure which way to go in life, as he had shown him the way. As a boy, he believed his vampire slayer family was immortal, but now he knew they would just. No one in the family had thought Oliver had it in him, especially his older brother. No one had faith in him, the black sheep, the little nothing of jo- in Joanna, Jonathan Riley's shadow. How wrong they had been. Oliver arranged the vampire girl upon the bed, drawing the ugly orange blanket back, presenting her on plain sheets instead. Her skin glowed with indescence of pearls against ivory cotton. Her crimson pink streaked hair flowed like a fiery river over the pillows and her green eyes adored him, even in death. She was beautiful. It hurt to look at her. He turned away, listened to the sounds of his city, pulse meeting outside. 
Oliver's no longer anxious or afraid. He's features now. He was a vampire killer hunter. End of chapter one.